Welcome to the Inking of Immunity podcast. I am Chris Lynn, one of your faithful co-hosts, along with Mike Smetana here and Becky Owens. So we are joined by uh, Douglas Wing. Do you go by Doug? I assume since that's what it says on the screen. Yeah, Doug is fine. Right on. And you are a licensed acupuncturist and tattoo artist in Portland. Yes. All right. Right on. That is correct. So uh, we're really grateful. I, I think uh, you were probably talking to Lars Krutak after we interviewed him and and or he pointed us to you because we have a lot of synergy from what I have read and watched on YouTube. So uh, we're really grateful to have you on to, to converse. Yeah, I'm glad to be on. And that's actually how I kind of ran across what you've got going on as well was the Lars Krutak interview. Uh, so it was a glad to be introduced to what you've got going on it was very exciting to find out about it so the whole purpose of what we're doing here is to get our our sort of synergy on on the literature and what's going on out there and really to find uh who's doing the research as your uh videos and your articles on ResearchGate that i've been perusing a test uh, nobody's out there connecting the dots uh even though we keep talking about let's see the Iceman and the therapeutic aspects of it you are doing some of the research and uh, we'd really love to, to learn more about it. So let's just start by uh, hearing about your background and what got you into acupuncture and tattooing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been a licensed acupuncturist for about 10 years, a little over 10 years now. Um, and then I've been doing tattooing for about five years. So um, didn't get into actively tattooing until well into my acupuncture career. Um, I got into acupuncture because of my own experience with it. So I had kind of a unique experience where uh, I had a, a, a spinal cord injury or upper motor neuron injury when I was about 12 years old, but it was something that wasn't like, it, it was a sports injury, but it was something that didn't come on immediately. It caused inflammation along my spinal cord. And so symptoms came on over the course of about six months to a year. And so, uh, a lot of medical professionals couldn't really tell me what was going on. I was having a lot of back pain and uh, still have a pretty significant limp uh, as a result of that. But uh, after going through a slew of diagnostics and just about any type of practitioner that you could go to, both biomedically and alternative medicine practitioners, somebody finally talked me into trying acupuncture. I didn't have any experience with it. I didn't know anything about it, uh, but it really helped me more than anything else, especially just in terms of pain. So I'm now I'm pain free and I'm really thankful for that. But for years and years, uh, I had this like, what, what was kind of considered a, a mystery pain because they couldn't pin down with any sort of imaging what was going on. So with that, I just got really fascinated with both the combination of what was going on there, what was happening. So like you, people were sticking a couple pins in me and my pain was alleviated and for longer durations than any type of adjustments from massage therapy or anything else that I had been done. So I, I got really fascinated and just wanted to, I'd like to know how things work and wanted to figure out what exactly was going on. I uh, got even more fascinated with how everything is connected in the body and was really interested in uh, like body-based psychotherapy and the way that people hold emotions within their body uh, with different muscular holding patterns and ways of releasing and working with some of that. 
So I, I got my associates in drafting technology and was doing drafting for a few years and re quickly realized that the cubicle life was not for me and I wanted to be doing something other than that. So I was talked into, since I was kind of already studying it just on my own, uh, to go ahead and, and pursue that. And then once I got into school for it, just that fascination grew and grew and grew. So uh, wouldn't be doing anything other than what I do right now. I continue to be fascinated with how, the complexity of the human body and the way that you can approach it from so many different angles and get therapeutic effect and really help people. So that's kind of how I got into acupuncture. In most of my clinical practice, I specialize in concussion care and traumatic brain injury, post-stroke, and a lot of neurological symptoms. And um, a lot of that definitely comes from my own experience and uh, kind of working through my own stuff. And then tattooing... I mean, on a, on a personal level, tattooing mod body modification has always been kind of fascinating. I've had piercings since I was 12 years old and had several tattoos before getting into tattooing, kind of stumbled across what I do now with the, the overlap. So I was in a relationship with a tattoo artist and we had mutual clients and, um, she would have clients that would get a tattoo, say, on their lower back and would come back and report that their lower back was alleviated to some degree. And I was like, OK, that kind of makes sense, like just physiologically what's going on. So you get a tattoo and so you get the, the you know, the immune response where your body is trying to clean everything up and heal the tattoo and the body doesn't really know the difference between old and new inflammation. So it will go in there and clean out some of that old inflammation too. So they would get some, some back pain relief. And I was like, okay, that totally makes sense. And then there was a client that she had that had severe nerve damage as a result of a work injury and had lost most of the sensation in their hand and then got a pretty decent sized tattoo piece over the, their wrist and hand area. And that sensation came back pretty significantly. And, and that's really not something that, medically speaking, is supposed to happen. And so that just kind of like clicked for me. Okay, so there, there might be a little bit more to this, you know, starting locally with things like that. So if you are more specific about where you put the tattoo, is that going to increase that relief that somebody is getting? And from there, my natural curiosity and, and doing Chinese medicine where you can treat it as somebody's migraine or headache with a point down on their foot or their toe. And often in my diagnostics, I'll go through the process. And if I am treating a headache or a migraine, I'm going to press on that point first. And often I want that immediate feedback. So I want to hear from the person that as I'm pressing on there and just applying pressure, that there's some degree of relief. And then that's a good indicator for me that it's going to be therapeutically useful and I'll needle that point if I'm doing acupuncture or stimulate that point somehow. So got curious about the same thing with tattoos. Uh, you know, every state is a little bit different as far as what the legalities are of doing tattoo work. And so Oregon is one of those where you have to go to a tattoo school. You know, you can't just apprentice under somebody. You can have years and years of experience come from a different state but generally speaking, you have to go to tattoo school and then you have to graduate from tattoo school and then you have to go get your licensure from there. So my partner and I worked out a scenario where I would help get licensed at the tattoo school for her because she wanted to do, be able to do that. And in exchange, she would teach me how to tattoo. And so from there, I just started applying the acupuncture theory that I'd already been using for years and years 
and just kind of testing the waters and seeing what was possible and what was happening and engaging people's responses and, and taking case studies. And that's really what I've been doing since. That's, that sounds really interesting. I hope you don't mind if I just backtrack a little bit and ask yeah. some probably really basic questions because I don't know any of this stuff. But could you give us just a really sort of brief overview of how acupuncture actually works? Yeah, I mean, that that's a loaded question because it works on a number of different mechanisms. There's a different number okay. of different ways depending on exactly what you're working on. To a degree, it depends on what the issue is somebody is coming in with. If somebody is coming in with shoulder pain or with a headache or something like that, um, a lot of it is both that local response that I kind of alluded to with the tattoo work and you know somebody getting a tattoo over their lower back and the pain goes away. Same sort of mechanism with acupuncture. So uh, you're stimulating the superficial nerve fibers near the surface of the skin, and that sends a signal through that uh, which hits the spinal cord and basically turns off or overloads that sensory signal and switches that signal so that it doesn't register in the brain, as well as locally reducing the inflammation by causing an immune response. So you are basically, with tattooing or acupuncture, you're causing a micro trauma to the body. It's penetrating the skin, and so anytime something penetrates the skin, your immune system wants to know what's going on, and it wants to make sure that it's not at risk of infection or it's not cause for problem. So when you do acupuncture locally, you get that immune response, which helps clear out that inflammation that I kind of talked about before. So that's why with acupuncture, you can address either something that happened this morning or that happened years ago, because it'll actually reinitiate that immune response. A lot of the time with chronic pain, your body kind of forgets that that injury happened. So you get this low level of inflammation that just sits in there and kind of rolls around and doesn't do anything because your body has kind of forgotten about it. So acupuncture works is almost a, a flag for your body to go and respond to that and remember or work to alleviate that again. So would that mean technically that, so say for example, if I had an old wrist injury and um, I'd had a tattoo there and I might need to get it tattooed again to keep up with that? treatment so to speak yeah so like i guess the answer to that is sometimes <laughs> when i'm doing a, an acupuncture point specific tattoo um it is very specific so um when you're working with more superficial needling and with acupuncture there's a lot of different techniques and different depths that you work with with tattooing you work at one one particular depth um, because you want to get into the pigment cells. And so you get right into that lower layer of the epidermis. But when I am figuring out where the tattoo is going to be placed for something like that, it's very particular. So sometimes like a millimeter or with, with needling and with acupuncture, even the direction of needling, the, the angle that I put the needle in can make a significant difference as far as how effective it is. So, you know, when you're talking about you have a, an old wrist injury and you get a tattoo there, you're going to get a generalized anti-inflammatory response. You're going to get a generalized immune response. But uh, when I'm doing it, the, the more specific I can be, the more I find uh, that you get that therapeutic value or increased therapeutic value. So, you know, some of the work that Colin Dale did when he recreated the tattoos from Otzi the Iceman, uh, he speculated that the therapeutic value was on par with about 15 acupuncture treatments you know, all at once during the tattooing process. I usually tell people, I, I'd be a little bit more conservative about, about that and tell them, you know, it's usually, 
anywhere from 10 to 15 treatments. And that's what I've found is, is that it's clinically very, very effective and on par with getting several acupuncture treatments all at once. Often 10 treatments is like an acupuncture treatment course for a lot of individuals. So for some people, that is enough to alleviate the problem and completely get rid of it. For other people, and especially with some ongoing chronic issues, that can alleviate it, but for some period of time. And so uh, I definitely have people that come back in and will touch up the tattoo and re-stimulate those points, as it were. And sometimes I have people that get a hold of me a year later, sometimes four or five years later, and they're like, this has really helped me, and it's kind of starting to creep back. So you definitely can do that, and I really gauge it depending on where the person is at and whether, you know, whatever issue they were looking to work on, um, how that's responded in the past. That sounds so cool. So I've never had acupuncture before, but now I want this doing. <laughs> I'm convinced I want it doing. <laughs> so you recently published a book called Inked or Acupuncture Point-Specific Tattooing, where you explore some of these things that you're talking about with using acupuncture point theory for tattoo placement, or what I, I like what you call it, tattoo puncture, uh, and, and it's, it, it's therapeutic potential. So you, you just touched on Utsi and his tattoos. Could you talk a little bit more about some of the other historic or maybe more contemporary knowledge that you drew on when, when writing this book? Uh, I'll do my best. Once I, I explored this, I was looking for any resources, anything that was out there, because there's not a lot of information, um, especially in the two fields. So in acupuncture, there was a, a book released last year that explores tattoo theory, and it doesn't really look into the application of tattoo for therapeutic value even. Um, and then there was another student who I knew as a colleague who did their master's thesis exploring tattoo placement more from a, a diagnostic viewpoint, which was always a fascinating thing before I even started tattooing, was I would have patients who were coming in with, with various issues. And when I was telling them where we were going to do the points, they already had a tattoo over that area. So I was always curious. There was like this in intuitive sense of where people tend to put tattoos. And so she did a, a really interesting analysis of that through the Chinese medical lens. But in the tattoo realm, um, to my knowledge, I mean, you have to look at, at historical presidents or indigenous cultures. And tattoo puncture is something I, I believe I lifted from Lars Krutak. So I can't take credit for that. But running across his body of work really helps substantiate that, yeah, there, there may be something to this beyond just like what I'm exploring kind of on my own. So it's, it's difficult as far as sources. You know, I, I'm an avid researcher, so I'm always looking for, for more information that may lend itself. Well, I, I think that we're probably working in parallel. So we're, we're I'm going to say the same same of you, and I'm going to ask you. You've touched on your your proposed hypothesis for the therapeutic aspects of tattooing without without maybe spelling it out. But I'm going to ask you to dig down a little bit based on one of the articles that I read called "Tattooing as a Method Method of Acupoint Stimulation and Potential Therapeutic Intervention" that I found on ResearchGate, where you talk about the fascia and the needle grasp from the acupuncture perspective. And I immediately thought of Albert Perry's work at the turn of the 19th to 20th century, where he wrote about sailors getting inkless tattoos to 
ease rheumatism. So I was wondering if you could maybe use that as an example and tell us uh, with the needle graft how, and the fascia how it might work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, just a moment ago when I said that there are multiple mechanisms by which acupuncture works and mostly touched on the anti-inflammatory and the local local effects, that's the easiest most straightforward explanation for acupuncture mechanism. One of the other things that's going on, and when I said, you know, with a headache, some of the first points I check oftentimes, if we're not doing local points, is points down by the foot or the toe. And those can be very therapeutically effective. And a lot of the reason for that is um, Chinese medical theory has what are called the meridian system or the channel system. And so if you read any book on acupuncture, they'll talk about channels and meridians. And um, what they are finding within the last 100 years or so, as we get more sophisticated in our ability to um, take a look at subtle elements of anatomy, is really drawing out the layers of fascia, the connective tissue within the body. So underneath the skin, um, you've got multiple layers of the epidermis, dermis. You've got the fatty tissue underneath that, and then you've got the connective tissue, which works basically as a netting that surrounds all of the musculature of the body, as well as the internal organs. And um, that is electroconductive. Um, it has a liquid crystalline structure that is responsive to a number of different things, including acupuncture and including tattooing. And what you get is because it's a mesh work and it's a network is you end up with these connective tissue chains that run along the body. And um, there's a great book called Anatomy Trains that's out there. And it's used for a lot of body workers, a lot of massage therapists. And you can stimulate one area of a connective tissue plane and it will send that signal, that electrical signal through the entire meshwork. And the connective tissue planes usually terminate on the fingers and the toes. So they'll start or end there. And then from there, they widen out to encase muscle chains. So when you stimulate the far end of the connective tissue plane, you actually create the, the largest signal, electrical signal because it has a chance to basically spread out from there and widen. So it sends that signal through the connective tissue plane and by, through that you get structural changes and uh, electromagnetic changes as well. So, for instance, with the headache, a lot of the time we're looking for that connective tissue plane that's been affected. And the recent studies in Anatomy Trains, that book goes into the overlap between traditional meridian systems, channel systems, and the, the myofascial system. And there is very significant overlap. So the vast majority of acupuncture points have been found to lie on intersections of myofascial points. So where those connective tissue come together, there's a lot more potential for initiating change throughout the body and sending that signal. So points down on the toes, send a signal up through the fossil chain that runs, for instance, from your toe along the side of your body, up onto the side of the head, where it can then affect vascular dilation or compression and thus alleviate the headache that might be going on or reduce some of the tension that's up in that head area. So I guess that was a bit of a detour, but kind of foundational information as far as the needle graft goes. What happens when you do acupuncture is, again, when you penetrate the skin, the body responds. And the connective tissue responds by grasping on. And this is something 
that most acupuncturists, you get a pretty refined sense of touch. So you can, the needle sort of acts as an extension of your finger. It might sound kind of weird for, for those not experienced with it, but you can feel changes that happen. Um, and so you can feel this grasping sen sensation where the connective tissue just kind of holds on and wraps around the needle a little bit. And then, so that, that's usually an indicator that you've gotten a very solid response from the connective tissue. And um, as long as it's the right point, yeah, you'll get maximum therapeutic value from that. It's so interesting. And especially a lot of, a lot of the, the theory that, that we draw on comes from embodiment or this idea of mind-body connection. And I, I want to go back a little bit to what you were saying about this intuitive placement. You see people coming to you with hmm. tattoos already placed over certain points that may have therapeutic value or potential. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that and maybe give some specific examples in your work uh, with clients where you've witnessed these therapeutic benefits. Yeah, and I guess uh, some some examples that come up first to mind, and as, like, like I mentioned, I work with a lot of people with traumatic brain injury and concussion. And with that is a lot of the veteran community and people with PTSD. And so um, there are some some really potent points that are used for some of that more emotional components. And um, if, if you've read my book or you look at some of my work, you'll see several uh, tattoos that I've done around the in inside of the wrist area. And there are three points that um, can work very well for that. But I had a patient who, they had several little stars, but they had one right over a point called pericardium six. So it's about two inches above the wrist crease, um, right between the two tendons there on your wrist. And uh, it's a great point for modulating and down-regulating the central nervous system. So when somebody is hypervigilant, especially in situations with PTSD or anxiety, or people just get locked in this fight-or-flight response or, or tend to be really anxious, it's a really great point just to kind of calm things down. And so we were working with that, and the first time that I worked with them, I was, they happened to have a little star right there over that point. And so I just pointed it out to them. And um, there's kind of a dual component to some of my work. There's the potential therapeutic value of the tattoo itself. And then there are situations where people will use the tattoos as a reference point for their own acupressure. So with something like that, where it might be ongoing anxiety or panic attacks, I just told her that you can press on that point and apply pressure. You already have it marked and it may help calm things down for you because even applying pressure there, it's less stimulus than acupuncture and certainly less stimulus than the tattooing process. Um, another good example was a client who had tattoos just below the clavicle here and they had gotten it done about six months after uh, the passing of um, somebody close to them. But there's a couple points, Kinique 27, just below the collarbone, to the, just to the side of the sternum, that uh, a lot of time I will recommend for people just with that tapping or, or acupressure technique for grief, because there's this subconscious tendency to uh, hold in one's breath and not breathe properly. And these points work very well for allowing more airflow into the lungs and taking a deep, full breath. And so they had already gotten this tattoo under the clavicle and 
may have unknowingly kind of helped facilitate that grieving process. Because these are points that I'll often recommend when somebody has long-standing grief or is grieving and is like in that weird spot where they feel like they need to cry but can't. And so a lot of the time pressing there or tapping there will initiate that that breathing and then they'll start crying within like 30 seconds of starting to press on that point. So that may have been, uh, you know, kind of an unconscious part of their process in getting that tattooing process without really, you know, saying I'm going to do kidney 27 and get that tattooed as part of my grieving process. Yeah. I just want to throw out one more that, that just struck me. And, and you, you mentioned one very similar to this with the stars on the wrist, but this is a 19 year old female who had anxious feelings, panic attacks, uh, two to three times a day. We know that among, especially college students, we're having an ep- epidemic of anxiety and, and, and depression, and we can unpack why that might be at a different time. But the reality is it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It is debilitating, and, and kids are seeking all sorts of remedies, psychopharmaceuticals, et cetera. And the quote from this young lady who had points HT7PC6 and LU9 utilized and and has a shell tattoo on her wrist that you did not do, I take it. That is an example of a tattoo I did not do, but I consulted for. So my teacher who taught me how to tattoo actually performed the tattoo there, but I did mark the points. So she says, I was having anxiety attacks on the daily, if not two to three times a day, I would get very shaky and shut down. When I got the tattoo, the anxiety attacks stopped. I still have some anxiety here and there, but I've not had an anxiety attack since. And when I'm feeling one come on, I just press on it and the feeling goes away. One, this is amazing. Two, my my question, I guess, is how frequently does something like this work? And I'll, and I'll, I don't want to push back, push back. Like I'm not arguing against it, but my wife has chronic pain and has gone through acupuncture and been tattooed and has not yet found the sweet spot that works for her. So I wonder what you can say about who it does work for and if you know about why it doesn't work when it when it doesn't. Yeah, so I mentioned earlier that a lot of the time, even before performing acupuncture, I want direct feedback. So I want some objective measure if it's possible. So if it's acute symptom like a headache, I want to press on a point and I want them to tell me that it seems to help. And if that point doesn't help, then we may explore other potential points. One of the nice things about acupuncture is that you're not limited to one or two points. With tattoos, I need to be much more specific and focused in. So I usually try to hone in on one or maybe two points that are going to be the most effective. And so like you might be a little familiar with pulse diagnosis, but there, but within Chinese medicine, uh, pulse diagnosis is utilized a lot, and and you're looking for various qualities and and um, beyond just pulse rate. So if uh, the pulse is less present in one position or it feels congested in, in in one position, you gauge various positions of the pulse on the wrist and other places on the body, but typically the wrist. If you go see an acupuncturist, they're gonna at at the very least, take the pulse on your wrist. So with the anxiety and things like that, I want to feel that direct feedback in the pulse. And so a lot of the time the heart rate will go down, but also you'll notice the pulse as a whole kind of softens. And so you feel the body regulating uh, even with applying pressure there. So I'll use those sort of things as a gauge. 
and to just seek as much direct feedback beforehand. I mean, sometimes it's it's just a matter of clinical experience and knowing that this is the condition and this is going to be helpful. Now, as far as who this may be helpful for, I definitely am not out there saying everybody should go get an acupuncture tattoo for whatever ails them because there are definitely particular conditions that lend themselves more to this. So within Chinese medicine, conditions are categorized into very broad categories of excess and deficiency. Deficiency is like worn down. A great example of that is adrenal fatigue. So you're talking about college students and they're just worn out and they've expended a lot of the resources that their body has. And then excess conditions are conditions where there might be a buildup of inflammation or um, blockages of some kind. A lot of emotional buildup is considered an excessive condition in Chinese medicine. Um, it's considered a stagnation of sorts. And so you want to move that. You want them to emote and get those things moving instead of your body holding on to them. So in my experience, the tattooing process lends itself much more to what are considered excess conditions. Uh, people who are really depleted and what would be considered a, a generalized deficiency condition it's something that I run into a lot with my concussion and brain injury patients because the body is so depleted from the injury and their brain is utilizing so much of the resources of the body itself that I need to be very careful about my needling technique. You can hit what's called a metabolic threshold or, or neuro fatigue. So you can actually overstimulate the body and then they'll let you know about it because they'll, they'll feel awful afterwards. So if you try to do too much all at once, it's too much for the body and it, ultimately is, is deleterious and they'll have negative effects from it. So I have to be very careful about that with people who are, their nervous system is already pretty ramped up and while their body is pretty depleted. So with the tattooing process, one, I want to make sure that that's not going to happen. And two, that it's a condition that lends itself more to that. So I, I, I go through before I do any sort of acupuncture point tattooing and do a full intake, like just like I would for acupuncture. In fact, a little bit more so because, like I said, with acupuncture, you've got several points that you can work through. And with the tattoo, you usually try to narrow that down to one or two. So I may go through and do some additional diagnostics to really make sure that we're making the, the right approach. Sometimes before we do the tattoo, just to make sure, there are uh, ways to stimulate the point beforehand. So we can either do a round of acupuncture treatments or um, there are what are called push pins or intradermal needles. And you can wear those around. Uh, like they're a very, very shallow needle that just goes deep enough to go into that connective tissue that we talked about. And I love those things for chronic range of motion issues or injuries uh, because I can do a treatment, send somebody home with the intradermals, and they can wear those for up to a week and it continues to stimulate those points. So if we're not sure about the tattoo placement for some reason, then we can test that therapeutic value with the intradermals beforehand. And if it seems to be helping, then we can go ahead and say, all right, this is there's a very good chance that this is going to be beneficial for you. Let's go ahead and do it. Wow, that's, that is really interesting. And you mentioned before with the, with the female that had the shell tattooed on her wrist that you yeah. set you actually worked in collaboration with another tattoo artist to to design that and and pick those specific points um 
I'm interested in how these collaborations are. What's this process like? And and do you find that people are coming to get these types of tattoos more now? Um, yeah, to your last question, uh, yes. You know, as people hear about it, they're interested. And so they'll kind of reach out and, and look into it. As far as the collaborations, the seashell, like I mentioned, was done by my teacher. So I was on site for that. So we went through and did the diagnostics just like I would. The client was an established client of my teacher, so wanted to get the work done by my teacher, um, but wanted the consult by me. So that worked out pretty well. It was nice and easy. Just go through, do the diagnostics like I typically would, physically marked it with a surgical pen, and then we just made sure that the, the tattoo hit those points. Uh, you know, I've had people that have tried to contact me from long distance and ask if I could do some sort of zoom consultation or something like that and i can give them general information but like i mentioned earlier point specificity is really important in a lot of cases and so i can be like yeah this point is probably indicated but i don't feel comfortable without physically going through those diagnostics and getting that direct feedback from somebody so even i'm doing a consultation with somebody and saying okay PC6, uh, pericardium 6 on the interior wrist, on the inside of the wrist is going to be beneficial for you. I don't want to just send somebody out with that information and then have them go to another artist who doesn't know the theory and doesn't know exactly where pericardium 6 is. So, you know, with the people who have tried to contact me from a distance, it, it doesn't really work. They, they would have to go see an acupuncturist to mark the point to then go to a tattoo artist to ensure that you were really getting the point that needed to be done because there are minor change. I mean, everybody's body is a little bit different. So you, you look through acupuncture textbooks and there is a definition of where the location is, but there are variances in that. And um, any scar tissue or injury anywhere along the connective tissue plane can cause accommodations in the connective tissue to where the point might not be exactly where you expect it to be. So I utilize palpation for that. Uh, you know, a lot of acupuncture training is learning how to palpate the body and find out exactly where the therapeutically potent acupuncture point is. So collaborations have worked great in situations where I'm right there with the artist or they consult with me right before going to their preferred artist and I can mark those points and they can make sure the tattoo hits that. So much as we would love to talk to you for 17 hours, Kira's going to have to edit this. So I want to ask you one more question, kind of a two-parter. Um, but I'm really interested in this business model that you have established. Um, I wonder how busy you are. And I wonder if there are others out there who have seen what you're doing and are, are, are doing likewise. Who else can we brainstorm with on this intersection between science and, and clinical practice and body decoration? I, I really wish I could give you a longer list of other people that are doing this. Uh, one of my long-term goals, like I mentioned, Oregon is one of the states that mandates that you go through tattoo school, a formal program. Um, so my long-term goal and everything, I mean, happened for everybody. COVID threw everything off for everyone. So I had to close up my practice for a period of time. And now it's gotten back to where it's pretty busy. Um, and I booked out a fair ways. So... With, with COVID and having to shut everything down, I then baby stepped back into clinical practice and kind of prioritized a lot of my more acute traumatic brain injury patients who really needed 
uh, helped. So unfortunately, the tattoo work has kind of gotten sidelined a little bit and not become most focused. I've, I've got a lot of people right now who are coming into me and, and just trying to work through a lot of the acute concussion work. But I do have a couple directions that I want to continue to take before COVID hit. I was uh, a good ways into what I consider phase two of my acu acupuncture point specific tattooing work. So with the first book, I did general body points for a number of different conditions. Um, what I consider phase two was exploring auricular acupuncture. So there's a completely, there's an acupuncture system that utilizes just the ear. And there are over 100 acupuncture points just in the ear. So I was exploring the therapeutic potential of utilizing those um, and seeing how effective that would be. So that is something that um, I'm kind of prioritizing in terms of the tattoo work before moving into phase three and hopefully getting that schooling started. Um, but it's it's really difficult because I don't I don't really know. Every state is different in both realms that I do. So in Oregon, I have to have both licenses. I'm a licensed acupuncturist. I'm a licensed tattoo artist. Some states like um, Alabama doesn't have a formalized licensed acupuncturist. It has to be done by a medical doctor or a chiropractor can do it. But my license, I couldn't go to Alabama and practice. And, um, you know, there are different procedures for licensure in different states as well uh, for, for tattooing. And so finding that overlap, um, I would love to find anybody interested uh, or who is out there doing it. But unfortunately, I haven't found a whole lot. Well, maybe after they hear more about what you're doing and they start uh, seeing the the synergy, because um, I, I think as Becky indicated when she heard uh, your explanation of what you do, once people hear it and they have either experience of chronic pain or have been tattooed, the rest of it is relatively intuitive because a lot of the things you describe we have experienced in our bodies either by being tattooed or having acupuncture or by being in chronic pain and trying to relieve it so um i see a way forward and i applaud what you're doing this is exciting work doug so thank you so much for joining us today oh yeah i'm happy to join you i'd love to you know i know we're limited on time but love to follow up and maybe continue some conversation after this yeah, my brain is swarming with research, collaboration ideas, and so thanks a whole bunch, and um, let's let's talk offline. Great, sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for listening. We're on Twitter at inking underscore immunity, and on Instagram and Facebook at inking dot of dot immunity. The hosts of the show are Dr. Chris Lynn and Mike Smetana at the University of Alabama and Dr. Becky Owens at UK Sunderland. Kira Yancey is the production manager. Thanks to the University of Alabama Anthropology Department for helping make this show possible. You can find our full, unedited Season 2 interviews on our Facebook page or watch them happening live on Facebook. See you next time.